Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is fucking killing me. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. Our upcoming one year birthday party is happening on May the 4th. No, it's not Star Wars themed, but if you want to dress up, go right ahead. Yes. And so put in your calendars. Please. All of that info about where it's going to be will be out on our social media this week. Yes. We're just confirming a couple little details. But something you can look into right away is we are currently looking for submissions for upcoming films. That's movement films. That's music videos. That's short films. Anything film related. Yep. There's no submission fee and there'll be a screening of all the films at our upcoming fundraiser party. Yeah. So if you can send us a link at galpelprods at gmail.com. Include your password. If it's password protected. Um, We're going to take a look at them all. We want to have them by done or to us by the 22nd of April. Yes. And then we will let you know by the 25th of April. Yes. And it's just like a fun event to meet other artists, mm-hmm. talk about films, talk about art, really expand your community and your network because that's so important to us here. Totally. And maybe you've never seen your short film on a like 50 by 50 wall. Yeah. And we can do that for you. It's going to be great. Yeah. It'll be super, super fun. Hinterland. The upcoming show for Gnosis Collective is happening this weekend at 8 p.m. at the Winchester Theater. And you can go to the website for tickets. Yeah. It should be a really cool, beautiful show. Yeah. Emily Spearing is a wonderful choreographer. And it's going to be great. Yeah. This week on the podcast, we have Ella Avila, who is the founder and director of Her Creative Toronto. Which is a multidisciplinary artist showcase um specifically directed for women mm-hmm. by women yeah all of the roles are by women mm-hmm. which is amazing and she's really lovely and beautiful to talk to and let's get going here we go hey i'm ella i am a toronto dancer and creative uh i also run quite a bit of events in the city some you may know um byob i'm a part of unity charity uh goat dance competition uh, the industry TO. Uh, we have a show upcoming in July, and also founder uh, and creator of Her Creative TO. Thanks for this and for your patience and for yeah. I know it's been a while. Oh no, long time no. coming. That's all right. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. We like understand that. Also, like scheduling is fucking hard. Yeah, I think that's like my biggest struggle with this podcast is like trying to manage or like us right. trying to manage people and like get everybody together and right. right. Yeah. Right. It's like the hardest part. Um, so you were just saying before that you've been on the other side of this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when was that or what was the reasoning for your interviewing? Uh, yeah. So um, I run an organization called HER. Um, and it's an all-female, multidisciplinary artist showcase. Um, actually, ironically enough, um, Mel has been a part of it. Um yeah, uh, for our shows, uh, we sort of like to put together like artist packages. Um, and instead of like a host who introduces a number to the stage, we like these uh, videos to sort of speak for themselves. So we thought, you know, like let's have interviews with the ladies who are performing for the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's cool. uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's when I've sat on the other side of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've done it one, two. Uh, almost three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a little nerve wracking to be on the other <laughs> side, but yeah, again, um, it's always nice to like have conversations and just sit down with people and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, let's talk about her. Yeah. 
that's you are the complete runner of, of that, right? Uh, it, it is my baby. Yes. It is my baby. <laughs> um, but I, I have a whole team of women, you know, yeah. supporting me on that. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it started uh, in 2017, perhaps even a little bit earlier. It was kind of in the back of my mind towards the end of 2016. Uh, yeah, I just went through some things as an artist, um, specifically like a woman, um, in dance, um, and I just wanted to create a platform, um, that would let women shine, like, in all their glory. Yeah. Um, not only on stage, but behind the scenes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I found, um, not only as an artist, but also as, um, I guess we'll get into it later, but somebody a part of this community, um, who's been a part of a lot of events uh, that people sort of in the background don't get the credit they deserve. And not only that, um, even as women, like, it's it's silly, you know? You hear about, like, women as artists sort of, like, being taken advantage of or mm-hmm. being undervalued, but it happens just as much behind the scenes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to create a platform, again, like, not only for women to shine on stage, but behind the scenes too, so, like... Everyone from, like, I have an incredible team of, like, I can't even count how many, how many gals there are, but, um, like, our photographers, our videographers. Um, and everybody's, everyone's everyone, female. Everyone's female, yeah. yeah. Um, even the, the last event that we had this January, um, I was so excited, like, the, the venue we're in contact with, the person like who's in charge of running events in the space, also female, and, and even our sound technician. Um, yeah, again, like, it's, it's not often that, like, it's shown on everyone, Mm -hmm. um, behind the scenes, so it's something that, it's really special to me. That's great. Yeah. Can we talk about what happened to put this kind of event in your mind, like, before, what experiences you had? Yeah, um, without going into too much detail, um, Sorry. That's all right. If you also don't want to, that's fine. Yeah, just because I know it's going to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You don't have to talk to specifics or, like, drop any names if that's a thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry. (laughs) We can come back to it, too, if you want. Yeah. Yeah, maybe... So you've been a dancer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you've been a dancer and you've been a working creative for how many years? Uh, great question. (laughs) Um, uh, I've been dancing for probably about nine to ten years now, Mm -hmm. Um, and working creative. It's really tough for me to pinpoint that. I think I started getting involved in events like when I started dancing as well Mm -hmm. um but probably taking it uh not per se taking it more seriously but uh um I've been more heavily involved in it I'd say for the past four years four years now okay yeah I just want to touch a little bit about the um because it was an all female workplace for her Mm -hmm. what's the difference in atmosphere that that has compared to like other organizations that you've been a part of or other where it's been multi or mostly run by men? Yeah. Um, 
it's actually quite productive. Yeah. Like, straight up, like, we get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> like, women are so good at communicating with one another, yeah. like, just being open and honest about, you know, the creative process, people we want involved, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the artists who are a part of this, um, and just setting goals and timelines for ourselves. I find that um, we're quite efficient in the way that we work, and, um, yeah, sorry. No, I imagine, <laughs> no, like, yeah. that is, like, such an uplift, uplifting environment to be a part of, just thinking especially in terms of like the time frame that it started in 2016 and like what was happening socially yeah mm-hmm. around the world that like organization an organization like that might have been like a lovely backbone for a lot of individuals yeah no it's it's crazy it's crazy to think about i guess the timing mm-hmm. of it all happening um, I mean, obviously, like, women empowerment, women rights, it's always been, you know, there. But I find, like, in the past three years, it's sort of become the forefront of a lot of things. And um, sometimes I hate I hate saying that, like, it's slightly become, like, trendy. Like, you'll notice, like, mm-hmm. brands are very, like, woman-focused. Yeah. And uh, all their campaigns are women-based or mm-hmm. women-led. But... Honestly, I think we should, like, I think it's our time to sort of just, like, embrace it and mm-hmm. take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why not be proud of the fact that we're the face of campaigns that mm-hmm. are being run nationally, you know? Um, I think, yeah, it's, it was just, like, crazy ironic timing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Did you, like, when you were um, younger or, like, other points in your life, did you think that, like, feminism and, like, creating an organization like her would be something that you would do? Not at all. Not at all. Like, I definitely considered myself a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, like, I played a lot of sports. So, um, yeah, I think, like, growing up in general, I've just been surrounded by so many men. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think I realized that until her can- kind of came around and... Um, having a team of women, not only team, like a lot of them are like my friends who turned into my team, which is, which is awesome. Um, yeah. How being surrounded by so many women, uh, impacted me. Um, yeah. Sorry. No. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I'm going to speak from experience when I ask you this question. Yeah. Did you like take a point of pride when you were younger being a tomboy and being like, like hang out with one of the guys and like play all the sports. And, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it's like you're the only girl in a crowd, mm-hmm. so you take a lot of pride in that. And it's like I can keep up with the boys, right? If not better than the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in a sense, it sort of like builds you to be. I mean, like I hate also like you know terms that you maybe associate with one or the other, whoever. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, it sort of, like, makes you a little bit tougher Um, in that sense. um, You know, just just trying to, you know, just be one with the guys. Yeah. 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 Um, Was there a turning point that you noticed that you're like, oh, I don't have a group of female women around me that I want? 
Was there like a point in your life where you noticed that? Yeah, it was literally like as as this sort of unfolded. Yeah. Um, I think, and I guess like going back to that question um, uh, about sort of like how and like why it started. Yeah. Um, I think towards the end of 2016, I, I started to realize, you know, like, um, I mean, I've had like teachers who are women, um, a part of, I guess, like my mm-hmm. upbringing in dance. Um, but the more recent years, I guess I've had more male mentors. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that at all. Um, I just found that, you know, um, as I started progressing and getting better in dance and walking towards a more professional career, um, I didn't have, like, all my female teachers were, like, when I, were, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, as a dancer, um, I guess, like, when you have aspirations, especially to go into the commercial world, like, you're told to be this figure, or look this way, mm-hmm. or feel a certain way, like, show more skin, mm-hmm. like, you're showing too much skin, you know? Like, yeah. it's... And it's just... It was... Again, like nothing wrong with having male mentors, but um, I just found that, you know, like uh, there's something wrong about this. Ooh, yeah. like, why is there so many male figures there to be mentors? Why exactly. Aren't there women exactly. Mentors? I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there are. There are actually a ton um, of women in the city that I think are doing incredible things. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're, they're owning. They own their own companies. Um, a, a lot of women have also like have been successful and moved to the states. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really about um, again, like with this movement that's sort of been happening over the past years, and uh, like women rights, women empowerment. I think it's sort of brought. I, I don't know if like I've been the only one, but I'm sure there are other people there like out there as well who sort of felt like they may have been like the lone gal in a group mm-hmm. of guys and now this movement has sort of been like no like let's all come together let's work right. together let's talk let's share experiences and uh learn from one another one learn from one another and also like support one another yeah. um mm-hmm. and yeah sorry no I'm yeah sorry um mm-hmm. yeah getting older and realizing that I don't or didn't have as many female friends made me like look for them. Yeah. Right. Like, why don't I have women in my life that are just as like have dreams and aspirations just like I do. And then when you start looking for them, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. They were there. They were there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you feel like silly for not thinking about it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, kind of like forgetting about people. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking of a question and like what you were talking about, about male um, mentors and how that can be like a challenging situation to navigate, especially when you're up and coming and you don't have someone to talk to who like has had the same experience as you in additions, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine like you were talking about going for, you were starting to enter into like this commercial world if something happened and you know there's always kind of a fine line about things that are happening in the commercial world if there's like inappropriateness or not right. I'm sure it would be like a hard thing to talk to someone who you're supposed to be kind of looking up to and who's supposed to be helping guide you when their experiences are nowhere near 
what your experiences were, you know, like it's true. a male dancer. I mean, maybe they have, but there's been like, I'm sure not as many of them have had the experience of like being an audition and like walking through in like a partnering section and like a dude grabbing them or yeah. like something like that, you know? Yeah. So in those types of situations, you're kind of looking for someone to say like, this is what you could have done or this is what you can do or these are the places that you can go to talk to about this. Right. But there's just no... It's hard to get that type of advice when someone's never been through it. Right, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's so important that that not only, like, again, like, women coming together, women supporting one another, but um, men just having a better... I mean, I understand, like, there's more binaries than just men and women, but, yeah, um, yeah men sort of having an understanding and boundaries in a way yeah um um sorry I don't know where I was going with this Mm -mm. I wonder if like the way that um kids are raised by like their gender or their sex Mm. is like why there's a difference of of understanding of boundaries you know like boys are a little are allowed to roughhouse and be crazy and have high energy and like do all these things yeah. that girls are like told to be more reserved and told to be good or told to be like do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. Like even like yeah, like I I'm the younger daughter of with an older brother and as a kid like it's always like all right, like be home at this time. You can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. Yeah. And you know, my brother was like free reigns like he I don't even know where he was sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 interesting, yeah, that you bring that up. Yeah. I just like I've noticed it a lot lately because I've been subbing a lot of like kids classes that mm-hmm. have boys in them that oh. I don't normally teach, and just like yeah. the way that the boys behave in class and respond to discipline is like very different than the way really? that girls respond to discipline or like a like person do they of push power. back more? Boys? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So much more pushback yeah. and so much more sass. And just, like, even if you tell them to stop, they'll, like, won't do it. Yeah. Or until you, like, yell at them and make an example of them. And I'm, like, I only had to ask the rest of these girls once to listen. Right. Or just, like, calm down. Yeah. And the boys are just, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, super high energy, like, don't give a shit about nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do cartwheels and handstands even though we're not doing that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, where I've started to notice it. Just, like... So like awareness I feel like boys will just do like handstands with like no awareness of what other people the people around them you yeah. know yeah but you notice like even at young age girls are always like looking around they're like okay we're good yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 is it do you notice that a little bit in like the because you're more part of the urban scene right yes yeah. yes, yes do you notice <laughs> that more in the urban scene as well in terms of like breaking and because you're learning like so much physical movement yeah um, no, not really. I don't know. No. <laughs> I guess like I've never like really thought of it that way in terms of like, I, I guess I could see in the sense that like I find, or at least like when working like with different groups, like, um, yeah, like guys are just like a little more out there though. <laughs> they'll, I don't know. They'll do anything. <laughs> like, um, I guess, like, I don't know. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Want, I've been, like, thinking about the connection between, like, urban dance and, like, social events. Mm. And, like, why 
that doesn't seem to happen as much in other areas of dance. Right. And like, what is your opinion on it? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, it, it, I found that again, only in recent years, I find the social aspect. Okay. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there seems to be lots of events around urban dance and like community and bringing people together. Whereas I right. find in like contemporary dance, it's more about like, we have a show, come see our right. show. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't, like, I obviously can't speak on like the contemporary mm-hmm. end of things and um, why that might be. But um, I guess it's sort of just what like urban, like in hip hop has sort of mm-hmm. been like, it's, it's more than just the style, like it's the lifestyle, right? And like, even when I was growing up, like, to be honest, I had no idea like what the commercial industry uh, was. Like for me, like it was just me getting together with my friends, like mm-hmm. my crew mm-hmm. and just like sort of sharing and, and being with one another, learning from one another. Um, and I guess within that very crew um, environment, you know, like after rehearsal, like we'd all go to dinner together or, um, even before, like we'd spend time, like those people really became like my, my tribe, my friends, my family, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like it's that sort of, uh, that sort of, uh, what happened with the dancing, like outside of the studio, Mm -hmm. um, being a part of that culture sort of contributed to, to how, I guess, like urban events and I guess the community social setting that it mm-hmm. is right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is her all types of dance? Uh, so it's not only dance, but also we have like musicians, oh, cool. yeah, spoken word artists, rappers. Uh, in our first year, we had a beatboxer. Um, and, uh, we had, uh, some visual artists as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did you bring that group of people together? Um, so, uh, actually, as we talked earlier, uh, I work full time for uh, another arts organization in the city, um, that also focus on multidisciplinary artists. Um, so through sort of like, a network of dance, like a lot of the girls who are part of her if not all of them are actually dancers. Um, yeah, uh, through our networks, not only in dance, but also with the organization that I'm a part of. Um, Which organization is that? Uh, Unity. Unity. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Um, yeah. Uh, it sort of opened the door to, to all the disciplines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how important do you think it is to bring interdisciplinary artists together? Uh, especially in this time. I think it's so important. Um, I find, and is, I guess, also part of the reason, also, so many layers, um, to, <laughs> to why, uh, like, her happened was sort of, uh, again, my entire team, we're all dancers. Uh, there are a lot of, um, you know, shows in the city that just showcase dance, and again, nothing wrong with that. Um, I just found that, you know, like it was, it'd be dancers performing for dancers. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And there's no way for our community to grow within Mm -hmm. that. Like, I mean, we're all broke dancers, let's be (laughs) real. Um, And we're all going to show to watch our broke dancers (laughs) perform as well. And like, you know, there's no way for us to, I mean, yes, like we can support each other by like, okay, I'm going to go to your show. I'm going to give you money for a ticket. You're going to come to my show. Same thing. But it's sort of like, 
giving within the same circle and we're all going through the same things. So um, again, like, yeah, bringing different artists into this space, I think is so important because there's opportunity for cross collaboration for artists to work Mm -hmm. with each other. Like after the second her event, like um, there were two musicians that started working with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, Some musicians sort of like asked us like, Hey, are there dancers that you want to be a part of like, our next music video Mm. um it's it's sort of a way um to share the work with one another but also I find that um what was so awesome like it sort of broke down even barriers of competitiveness Mm -hmm. in the art Mm -hmm. um you know interesting yeah Yeah. like it's because when you see something that you're not used to or accustomed to it sort of gives you a greater appreciation for what's going on um, and it was, yeah, it's really nice to see, you know, like all the artists, you know, commingling and, and, and really like just cheering each other on, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, I think it's important. And I think, um, as I guess like dancers, like it, it it's good to, to be a part of other communities and, mm-hmm. and yeah. see other art forms. Um, it just gives you more perspective on, on yourself as an artist, but also to see like what else is out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were actually just kind of having a similar conversation this weekend. And I was saying that it's just like the way a lot of art is going on this like trajectory. You know how there's like these like waves of trendiness that happen within. Um, (laughs) I feel like this, what's happening. And I think it's been happening for years, by the way, just like it's very in front of my face right now. Um, And I think everyone's face is that, um, artists are beginning to commingle. And by commingle, I mean like we're realizing that being one soul, one soul person that's good at one soul artistry is like not really a thing anymore. Yeah. And no. it's, yeah. we're, we need to like have all these interdisciplinary, multidisciplinary artists and we're like working together because I think viewers are kind of getting bored. Yeah. You know, yeah. as audiences, we're getting so bored of just like, I mean, sitting down and watching like one person in a studio with no lighting or anything dance. Right. You know, exactly. <laughs> like you need, you need something to add to You need like a costume person. You need, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's obviously in truest form, there is some beauty. I mean, but of course, I, I right. think, of course, yeah. yeah, I think like what audiences are kind of craving is like, multi-layered work and it means like the pushing of boundaries totally right like how you involve other people and like how you take other people's expertise and like apply it to your field yeah and I think the more that we like pull other people in and the more that we like integrate all the communities of art is it's a richness yes it's like super rich super rich and it's where we come out of this scarcity mentality the more you see and the more you involve other people the more you think that there's a place for your for you Right. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I'm going to isolate myself and I'm only going to work with myself and I'm only going to produce my, my dance work. Right. And then you think, then you have to be competitive because mm-hmm. you have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the more you pe- bring you, other people in is like, yeah, just the better you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. And it's not only that, it's just the better for, for the community. Totally. Like, you know, yes. like what, what's the point of keeping it all to yourself? Right. If you can't share. Right. But I think that's like sometimes what you're told, right? Keep your head down, work hard, do what you want to do. Like don't stop for anything Yeah, and you'll get there. But like, right. what is, what is like that thing that you're yeah. trying to achieve? Yeah. yeah. If it's not, 
It's a very business mindset. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's totally a business mindset. <laughs> Which is like so tricky because as an artist, you have to be creative and your own business partner. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. what is happening? Like, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a common saying, but like, yeah, like, I mean, I came from a very corporate business background. Did you? I'm yeah. Um, and I hated it. <laughs> um, but. I hated it. Yeah. Um, wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like you quit, you hear it, like you quit your nine to five, it's 24 seven. Like mm-hmm. you, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes like you're like, oh, like I'm, I want to leave like all this administrative work, but like you find out as an artist, you know, there's actually quite a bit you need yeah. to do and know yeah. to survive. Right. Yeah. You know, um, email etiquette alone. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. yeah. 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 It's so, is there any tips or as someone who's like running her own kind of business right now? (laughs) Um, like business wise. Yeah. What have you carried over? Um, I think, um, I think I I know it sounds silly because it's like you sort of walk away from the professional side to. Um, I guess like more freelance artistry mm-hmm. free side. Um, but I think you do need to keep a sense of professionalism, um, especially I guess like in this day and age, I don't know if it's like the social media, um, where people are very much more casual and candid with, with each mm-hmm. other. I think that's fine, but I think there are also boundaries that need to be set. Like regardless of if I know you and I'm going to your audition, I'm still going to be like, Hey, blah, my name is Ella. I would like to apply for this position. You know, Um, it doesn't matter what our relationship outside of the environment is. You still need to maintain that professional standard. Um, Mm. And I find that again, like that sort of gets lost with, Again, I don't know if it's social media, like everyone being friends with each other. It's all great. But again, professional boundaries, you got to keep them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very interesting that you bring up that scenario. (laughs) Oh, is there something that happened? It's just like um, (laughs) thinking about when, because the community is so small and you often audition for your friends, you can't assume that walking into that audition just because maybe you have already worked together or whatever the case is that you're going to get that job. Right. And you can't act like you're better than, you know, you can't just like, you have to show up just like everybody else, Mm -hmm. do the work, dry your best and see what happens. Exactly. And you can't be resentful if you don't get the job. Exactly. Right. You can't be like, we're friends. Yeah. I think, I think that, yeah, people need to remember that. Like, I mean, as much as yes, we're all supporting another, we're all also also trying to progress ourselves and our careers and we're just doing the best for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, leave anything outside the door. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's hard with like a community that's just 10 people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 10 people yeah. and half of them you went to school with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, how did you fall in love with the urban scene? Um, I guess it was, yeah, sort of. I don't know. I kind of fell into it. I don't think... Sorry. Yeah, I think I, I, I sort of fell into it. Um, I mean, I wasn't always a dancer. I mm-hmm. actually started dancing very late. Um, I was 18 when mm-hmm. I started dancing. Um, and before then, I was a classical... Like, I was in a much 
a different sort of like mindset. Like mm -hmm. I was involved in sports. I also mm -hmm. had a classical background in vocal. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until, yeah, until the end of high school where I sort of found this crew, um, like crew dance hip hop scene. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of where I fell in love with it. Obviously growing up, um, I guess like I sort of grew up in the era of like boy bands and girl bands <laughs> and um, that sort of was like, oh my God, that's going to be me one day. I'm going to be Dancing. the next Spice Girls like, <laughs> or part of the next Spice Girls. Um, yeah. And uh, it was really, yeah, like um, I, where I started dancing was uh, with a crew called C2 Genesis mm -hmm. um, and they held like weekly classes, <clears throat> excuse me, um, outside of St. Lawrence Community Center. Um, and I was just like, you know, like, I'm going to try this dance thing. Um, and yeah, like, put my foot in there and yeah, I haven't stopped since. Um, and I think, I, like, a lot of the people, um, actually, ironically enough, the person who, one of the people who started C2, like, he's my boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> um, and like, lifelong, a lot of lifelong friendships from that group. So I definitely say... Yeah, I attribute a lot of it to, to starting in C2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were you, when you started, were you, like, interested in dance? Was it because of, like, something you saw on TV? Uh, yeah, like, again, like, growing up in, in just that, the boy like, bands. boy band. Just, yeah, band. okay. Yeah, like, really inspired that was on TV. Yeah. Um, it was also, like, gonna sound so old, like, YouTube is just starting then. <laughs> um, um, and, yeah, like, saw a couple of, again, like, crews, like, what I knew was, like, was, like, the cruise scene, like, seeing a bunch of crews, like, from, like, um, L.A. and Bay Area, like, especially crews that were, had a lot of, like, Filipino, Asian people, mm -hmm. like, those were sort of the people that I watched, and that's sort of, like, how I got into, like, this dance urban hip-hop scene yeah yeah um how important do you think it is for um individuals in the community to um educate themselves on the history because i know there's a lot of discussion around that right yeah, now yeah yeah no it's huge um I think it's so important, and I think, like, learnings also don't stop, like, once totally. you've taken the time to learn. Mm -hmm. um, again, like, you find, especially nowadays, sort of, you know, like, you drop into, like, one beginner hip-hop class, awesome, I graduated to intermediate. Yeah. And then after that second one, awesome, and I'm an advanced dancer. Yeah. And then a couple of classes later, you're a sub, and then a couple of classes later, you're a teacher, like, yeah. at a studio. Um, I don't know, like, uh, I think sort of, again, like, this day and age, and, like, so, like not, again, not bad things, but social media and, like, instant gratification, gratification yeah, yeah. um you know just seeing the end product it's sort of like contributed to this culture of of not taking the time to like learn the history learn the roots um know who started like all these styles and mm -hmm. where it came from mm -hmm. you know like um I think and even even people who are like some of my peers who like really really know like the roots of like hip-hop dance and culture um you know they're constantly educating themselves um, and, and keeping up with sort of, of what it is and how it's evolving. Um, and I think that's something that, um, you know, I guess again, 
sort of social media doesn't allude to. Mm -hmm. Uh, You sort of just see the end and you don't see how people got to to that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's like also only, you only see the finished product on social media and that aspect of, but it also is kind of like similar to the, how we share stuff in dance, right? It's like we share what we know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That wasn't a fully finished thought. No, No. I think I know what you're saying about that. Yeah, you're just you're not showing the work behind the scale. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, Yeah. it's like because on social media you only get like you see a little bit. When you teach or when you share with someone, you only have a finite amount of time, so you only share what you immediately can. Right. Right. Exactly. And it really is on the 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 importance or the impetus is on the user to really take that what they just learned and like go deeper right and like do the research or to like find what about that is inspiring them right and that's work yeah right and that I think there's a lack of right work that's being done by certain people yeah um actually it's interesting that you bring that up and yes like I do believe that you know like as students it's our responsibility to do the research yeah but I guess, I don't know, like sort of like coming full circle, like with like um, even like the mentorship piece, like I do find that it's sort of also the responsibility of like our community leaders to share the knowledge. Oh, yes, you know? 100%. Yeah. And, and be open and approachable to sharing with young dancers. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I found even myself, I guess, like in past years, um, you know, like, oh my God, like, am I allowed to like ask this question? Can I approach this, approach this teacher after class? Like, right. mm-hmm. how do I, how do I ask somebody to go to coffee and talk? Like, am I allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a lot of, um, fears that go through a student's mind and I've definitely experienced it. Um, but I guess like, again, like in past years I've, I've, and through, I guess like the events, it's sort of helped me not have that fear in approaching people Mm -hmm. for advice or Mm -hmm. guidance um I find that people are actually more willing to give um than than what may what appears to be and um you shouldn't be shy to ask um I think you know like if if you ask somebody genuinely and wholeheartedly um they'll they'll be there and they'll be willing to share with you but um, you won't know if you don't ask, right? So, right. yeah. It's like this pedestal we put mentors on, right? That yeah. they're like unapproachable because they're like so experienced or have so much knowledge or, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's obviously, I mean, again, like with the whole professionalism, like yeah. do, you got to be respectful Ooh, right. totally. and not cross boundaries, <laughs> but also, yeah, just like, I feel like if you, yeah, you'll, people will know, like if you're coming from like a genuine yeah. place right. and, um, you know, if, if somebody is quick to shut you down, um, it's okay. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Right. they might just have some stuff going on. Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, talking a little bit about this mentoring, um, have you started mentoring anybody yet? Um, kind of? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, n- I never really thought of myself in that sense, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, as I'm saying it with question marks, yeah. <laughs> um, but 
I think like in the past couple of years, I've, I've had a couple of, of uh, women in the community sort of like reach out and be like, hey, like I want to talk about like what you do and sort of how you got there. And it's it, again, like sometimes I'm like, really, are you sure? Like, Ooh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, I think like as much as it is sometimes like mentor mentee like it's again like this like it's just a conversation and I Mm -hmm. think there's something to be learned from everyone um and it's something that I'm trying to be more like hey like it's not like I'm coming like this you know like yeah um it's it's really just like a conversation and like I too was like once that person and I I just wanted somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. um so um Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm flattered by it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you felt a lot of that imposter syndrome? Um, sorry, I might sound so silly, but like, That's what okay. does that mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about it. We use it like everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like imposter syndrome when you're in a situation and you don't think you belong because you're like, I'm not good enough. I, I didn't, how did I get here? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, definitely. Like, yeah. I, I, think about that a lot of the times and I think it's like sort of like a battle that I mean it's sometimes it's killing me right now (laughs) to be honest like um yeah it's hard like everyone says you know like we're our worst critic and it's true um and trying to like get up out of our own minds you know and sort of comparing ourselves to each other or I'm thinking like, am I good enough or no, I'm not, I shouldn't be there. So I'm not going to do it. Shine away from things. Um, yeah, I've definitely felt it. It's, 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 it happens. It happens. And, um, it's hard. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's hard. It, it sometimes, and I think it happens more often than not truthfully where I sort of get into that mindset um but as much as possible you start you really gotta like push yourself out of it like you can't beat yourself up um there's probably more good that you're doing than you think um and I think you know we need to be more proud of our accomplishments um and share our accomplishments um to like sort of get out of that rut yeah Mm -hmm. sorry no, no, it's okay. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> um, so we have to ask you. Yeah. Is being an artist fucking killing you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It totally is. It totally is. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting. I was like, I was like, this is happening, and I'm like, you 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 guys caught me at such an like interesting point. Like, <laughs> yeah, this the past three months have been like. So severely hectic (laughs) and all amazing things that have been coming out of it um but um I think as artists as well I think sometimes we got to remember like to take a breather for ourselves and Mm -hmm. again just with appreciating like our accomplishments like just take a step back and be like I did that you know like um and really like value yourself and your work um and yeah just take a breather take a breather it's okay to take a day off like okay to to be selfish and eat what you want to (laughs) um 
and just relax sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I find like as artists, you know, like uh, we all, we're always like, okay, like we gotta be on, we gotta be on. You never mm -hmm. know who's gonna see us, who's yeah. gonna be like walking down the street. Um, but yeah, like I, I think the time disconnecting is also just as important. Um, yeah, to, to really take care of yourself and, and just make sure that like, you know, like you're in a good state and in a good mental capacity to sort of like take on what's next. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, being an artist kills. It's <laughs> fucking killing me. It's amazing. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Like maybe something you've been working on that's coming up? Anything cool where people can find her, where people can find you? Yeah. Um, well, actually, well, her, uh, you can find us at, at her creative TO. Um, we usually have like our annual showcase in April, but we're actually moving that to the fall this year. Okay. Uh, we're going to be moving to, it to October. Um, so that's why you may not be seeing some traction on our social media. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, we're definitely going to be opening up submissions for that showcase, uh, probably sometime in the summer. Um, so stay connected, um, with, um, our Instagram. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. It so was so lovely. I hope that's the best content. <laughs> no, 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 that's it great. Yeah. It was like 50 minutes, so you're good. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh -huh. Thank you for Thank rolling you. with my punches. <laughs> sorry 20,000 times. Oh, gosh, don't worry. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, if you are looking for more information about what we talked about on today's podcast, go to our social media, go to Instagram, go to our Facebook, follow us there. Um, also hit subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. So we know you're listening, leave mm -hmm. us a review, send us an email and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.